that this has been an organization that has been part of either a pharmaceutical company or a supply chain company. And this is the first time where we are a med tech company totally focused and all of our priorities are on our customers. You're listening to Let's Talk MedTech. I'm Amanda Peterson, Senior Editor at MDDI, and in the studio with me today is Char Mateen, CEO of Cordis. Cordis, as you may recall, was originally a Johnson & Johnson company, but J&J sold the business to Cardinal Health in 2015. But the business was stunted by integration problems, and frankly, it just didn't do that well under Cardinal Health. So Cardinal Health ended up selling Cordis in 2021 to private equity firm Hellman and Friedman. And that's when Shar came into the picture. Shar, why don't you tell us a little bit about your history with the company and how you came to be involved? Yeah, officially started August of 2021. Uh, I did partner up with uh, Hellman and Friedman and KKR, the two private equity firms that um, won the auction for Cordis. So I was there with the diligence team shoulder to shoulder, as well as with our executive chairman. So he and I, Duke Rolene, our executive chairman and I, uh, partnered up with, with these PE firms to to really with, with um, I would say, a vision that, that was different from a typical private equity uh, investment thesis of getting a storied brand like Cordis that has the infrastructure the commercial uh, uh, reach around the world and marrying that with an innovative way of doing innovation um, that is, I'll say, an accelerator that has a symbiotic relationship. And we call that Cordisex. So the combination of Cordis and Cordisex was really the thesis that allowed us to essentially win the deal and, and start executing on, on, I'll say, this new adventure that I've been on. How would you characterize the past year in terms of leading the effort to take Cordis private and drive innovation at this storied brand? Yeah, it, it, great question. I, I would say uh, tons of excitement, uh, a bit of chaos, and in the combination of that, you know, what a unique opportunity to to build upon the shoulders of uh, the the organization that is here that has the pride and passion of all the things that Cordis has done uh, as a leader in innovation in cardiovascular and peripheral vascular. Uh, and really to your point, um, perhaps was getting a level of underinvestment in innovation in the past that we're, we're making right now. And, and so I would say, you know, building any organization or company, it, it, it takes grit, it takes hard work, but I'd say the foremost element of it it's to have talented teammates that are leaning in and excited about the vision and the mission of the company. And, and, and that's made it super exciting for all of us that are locking arms and really building Cordis to a unique place. That people component is so important. You know, we talk so much in this industry about the innovation, but we don't talk enough about the people behind the innovation. Let's talk about some of your early successes with Cordis. In October, you announced the acquisition of MetAlliance, which looks like a really exciting M&A. Are you still looking to develop the portfolio and make uh, additions and subtractions, perhaps? Absolutely. This is, uh, I would say, this is one of the major public moves that you've seen. Um, I would essentially characterize what we're doing as uh, you know, there, there's five value drivers for us. Uh, the first one is 
as you can imagine, we're, uh, we were a division of Cardinal Health. So we've got to separate completely from Cardinal Health and optimize our infrastructure for an independent Cordis. That, that creates a ton of value, in my view, for our customers, for our teammates, and our, and our shareholders. Uh, we also have a unique opportunity to uh, optimize our commercial organization, again, for Cordis. Uh, this has been an organization that has been part of either a pharmaceutical company or a supply chain company. And this is the first time where we are a med tech company totally focused and all of our priorities are on our customers. Uh, and so that allows us to do things differently, uh, to really serve them and delight them in a different way. And then, you know, the point of uh, innovation and, and, you know, that that plays, I'll say, uh, different roles if it's internal or, or M&A. And, and we look at it as we've got three shots on goal there. We've got the opportunity to develop and innovate internally with the current team that we've got. And we're refreshing our current portfolio um, with our current team. And, and that unique business model I talked about with Cordis and Cordis X that gives us another shot on goal of what we're doing there is we've got $300 million in, in a fund that our investors put. And Duke and his team are essentially, wherever we see an unmet need, they're building a development company, just an independent startup and spinning it out, building it so we're taking advantage of, of the speed uh, and, and the nimbleness of a startup to do innovation essentially off balance sheet. And then once that product gets to uh, close to FDA approval, we can bring that into Cordis and, and launch that globally with our strengths of, of our brand, our global infrastructure, and, and our ability to scale. And then third, it's the no, not all the ideas will come from us internally. It's always looking at the marketplace and seeing if there's partnerships or acquisitions that we can do with the ultimate goal of building out a unique and differentiated portfolio for our current customers and our future customers. So we're super excited about having the ability to really rebuild Cordis's uh, um, uh, innovation pipeline with these three different value drivers as we move forward. So what you're seeing uh, with, with MetaLliance, we also made an investment in Adiant and E2, uh, and we've spun out uh, so far about uh, three development companies. Uh, you're just seeing a cadence of innovation, really betting on innovators that are doing something uniquely different that will bring better patient care to the marketplace in the future. And we're just super excited about doing this today and in the future. Yeah, no, that sounds great. That's very exciting. Um, and I'm sure um, that you make it sound easy, but I'm sure that uh, there's been some challenges along the way um, and lessons learned. Can you share any of those challenges and how you've overcome them or uh, any lessons learned so far in the in this adventure? Yeah, absolutely. There's, uh, as I always tell folks, it, it's not a straight line to building a company. Uh, and, you know, you take two steps forward and one step back. And, you know, as you come with, with the right grit and the right team to to, to really just plow ahead, um, ultimately you're gonna create a ton of value and that that's what we're doing here. And I, I would bucket it into two different buckets as far as you know some of the challenges that we've faced. Uh, one part of it is separating from Cardinal. Uh, any sort of separation, and you're starting to see more and more divestments in, in MedTech. Um, and, and you know that it's just a new trend and it's a skill set that that I would say the team has been building. 
Uh, it's great to partner with consultants that have done it before across industries, but there's always unique elements associated to uh, MedTech. And I'll say the regulatory environment of how do you carve out and yet ensure that you've got product supply uh, around the world has been an interesting challenge that we've all faced. Um, and then the second area is just to, in a way to visualize it, it's almost like we're doing uh, uh, spine surgery or total spine replacement because our ERP system, uh, we're transferring to one that Cordis has away from one that Cardinal has. And, and that has such implications to every aspect of the business. So it's having the right, I'll say IT organization, having the right consultants that help you do that and doing it in a cost-effective manner. I'd say those are some of the big, big challenges that we face becoming an independent company. And then from an innovation perspective, uh, the biggest one is we all want products faster. Um, so it's how do you build that cadence of, uh, I'll say, singles and doubles in the near term to keep your commercial organization excited uh, with some new product launches as you work on those uniquely differentiated uh, products that, that really will change uh, the care continuum. And, and that's been, you know, everyone's got a lot of ideas, but getting down to, you know, what's the cadence What's the select few that really are going to have an impact and transform the trajectory of the company? Uh, and I think there's there's good news in our field. There's so many opportunities. It's just which ones are we going to make the call straight out of the gates to do? And, and, and that's been both a challenge and an opportunity for us. I can only imagine. And this is kind of a, a along those same lines. Um, but if you were talking to a peer in uh, the industry, who was about to take on a similar role at a different company, what kind of advice would you give them? Uh, I, <laughs> over a beer, I think I give a lot of advice. Uh, it, it, I would, first and foremost, it always comes down to the team and the talent that you've got. So it's, it's get the right team in place as quickly as possible. Um, I think it, it is key. And then the second piece is you got to get the vision and the culture right. Um, so that as we go on this journey, and as we talked about earlier, you take two steps forward and one step back, you're just not in a steady state environment. You need folks that are going to lean in and, and know that they can get through it. And that on the other side, that there's just what, what they believe in and what's exciting is out there. Um, and so to get that culture and get folks excited about that future is imperative so that you, you can navigate the different challenges, capture the opportunities, and really get to a place where you've got the momentum, not just for one year, but for the next five years on this on the new journey as an independent company. That makes sense. And I was curious to hear about um, if you could talk about some of your influencers, people in the business world, not necessarily in you know either in med tech or perhaps even just um, outside of med tech in the business world that you look up to and respect in terms of leadership. Yeah, I've got uh, I've been pretty fortunate throughout my career of having uh, great leaders I've worked for and with, and you know I'll say my formative years were. Uh, at Guidant, if you remember Guidant, that became part of Boston and uh, uh, yeah, and and, uh, and Abbott. So I mean, Ginger Graham was was phenomenal. Uh, Ron Dollins, uh, there was a gentleman named Ron Latanzi that I worked very closely with. I mean, they they were what they did at you know with Guidant. And if you think about it, there's a lot of parallels to what Cordis has gone through. 
that was a spin out from Eli Lilly. They had four different disparate uh, med tech companies that they put together. Uh, and, uh, and if you talk to them about the stories of how they started, uh, it was, you know, it wasn't necessarily uh, the, the organization uh, the way that they needed it to be. Uh, they had to do a full transformation. They had to bring these dis- different pieces together and figure out how they could build a great cardiovascular company. And they did it. If you look at what they did from 1994 to, to 2006, when the uh, when the final sale was was closed, uh, they created over 24x in value. Um, and so if we can do the same, uh, really take uh, Cordis and the uh, storied brand here and the great team that we've got and, and figure out those unmet needs for cardiovascular patients and create that transformation and, and, and create that uh, incredible company they did, you know, that that would be, the, I guess, the best way that I could, uh, uh, if I could mimic them, uh, I think that would be the best uh, form of flattery for, you know, those years that they taught me how to do those things. It, I'm so glad that you mentioned Guidant just because um, I started covering the industry in 2006 and uh, around the time of the acquisition and um, I think that sometimes there's a lot of focus on all the uh, the drama, if you will, that that kind of took place um, after the acquisition. But um, but really, uh, when I talk to people in the industry who uh, know know the people, the the leaders um, from Guidant that you talk to, I mean that it's amazing how many times. Uh, people will bring the, those same names up as the their mentors or people that they respected the industry and all the good things they did. So um, unfortunately, that that does uh, predate my time covering the industry. But I have I have learned that um, there was really some uh, amazing things happening at Guidant um, before the acquisition. So absolutely, and and it was an exciting time, right? With with cardiovascular, I mean. Uh, the stents were coming out uh, yeah. there, and it was the stent wars, and you know what we would win at one point, and I was competing against Cordis at that point. And now, you know, if you fast forward it and talk about the Metal Alliance deal, uh, you know, could we do the same kind of transformation that was done um, there with stents here with drug eluting balloons? You know, the the standard of care today is is paclitaxel drug coated balloons, and mm-hmm. we're going to be the first uh, to bring a drug looting balloon that's serolimus based. Um, you know, so that that gets it exciting and there's, there's a lot of parallels there. I'd say the other big thing that we're, we're excited about is the whole shift to uh, a radial approach and we're launching our Radiance product line where it allows peripheral procedures to be done through the radial approach, uh, very similar to what's happening in cardiovascular where there's been a trend in the last 10, 20 years of uh, just making it better for patients, being able to do it in, in an office-based setting uh, where the patient can be on the table and off the table in the same day. Uh, I, I think that advancement that's taking place in the portfolio we've built is pretty exciting as well. And we see that trend moving forward. This has been Let's Talk MedTech, and thanks again to Charmatine of Cordis for joining us today. We've got a great lineup of guests and topics for Season 2 of the podcast, so make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And as always, visit us at www.mddionline.com for all your MedTech news and industry insights.